Welcome to the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate about helping children to have a strong foundation in Jesus. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and raise strong Christian kids. Hi, and welcome back to the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Thanks for tuning in to part two of Ken Ham's episode. If you missed it, in part one of our discussion, we talked about why it is vitally important to teach real and true biblical worldviews early on to our kids. We then talked about the two leading Christian-themed attractions in the world, the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, and how you can experience the Bible and its history through tons of amazing exhibits. So let's get right into it. So could you share with us some recent scientific evidence proving God's word to be true? Well, you know, we could talk about a a lot of different things. By the way, when it comes to apologetics, uh, I love apologetics because Answers in Genesis is an apologetics organization. And it doesn't mean we apologize for our faith. Very different to that. 1 Peter 3.15 tells us always be prepared to give an answer or defense And the word answer or defense comes from the Greek word apologia, from which we get a word apologetic. So it really means giving answers to skeptical questions. You know, people today ask all sorts of questions or level level accusations against the Bible, like the Bible can't be true and Genesis not true and man evolved and dinosaurs lived millions of years ago. Noah couldn't get the animals on the ark. And so we give those answers uh, so that we can show people we can defend our faith and science confirms what the Bible says. You know, um, just recently, our geologist, Dr. Andrew Snelling, uh, has been writing up some research papers on research he did in the Grand Canyon. He actually went down the Grand Canyon. There was a long story to this because when he applied for the permits to do this, they wouldn't let him do it. The Grand Canyon National Parks Department wouldn't let him do it, and yet he'd done much research before, and we found out through, you know, using attorneys and so on, that uh, some professors had said they're creationists. Don't let them do the research. Oh my. They didn't want them doing the research because we're creationists. And we actually had the letters to prove it. And so we we're able to go. We actually threatened to take the federal government to court over this. And they caved in and allowed us to go and do the research. But again, it shows you the bias out there that uh, the secularists, those who don't believe in God, who reject the Bible, they don't even want people to find out about this evidence. They don't want them to know. And the evidence that Dr. Snelling wanted to, wanted to collect was concerning rock layers in the Grand Canyon. Because when you, when you look at the Grand Canyon, that whole area, the Kaibab Plateau, was uplifted. And when you look at some of those rock layers, they were, they're bent. And the evolutionists say what happened was they were laid down over millions of years. And then through heat and pressure, they were uplifted over millions of years. But if that was true, that all be broken because if they solidified as rocks and then it was uplifted over millions of years, it'll be broken. But they're not broken. And so we believe they were lifted up at the end of the flood when they were still wet. And so Dr. Snelling wanted to go and get these samples of these rocks, look at them under a microscope, and you can tell then what has happened to them. And also, if you have heat and pressure on rocks laid down by water, they will change into different sort of rocks and you will see those changes. They'll change chemically into metamorphic rocks. And so he went down, collected all these specimens at various places and did the analysis and looked under the microscope. And guess what it showed? 
it showed very clearly that they had been uplifted while they were still soft. So they couldn't have been laid down over millions of years. In fact, in areas where the rocks weren't bent, the, uh, when you looked at all the grains and the crystals in the sections, when you cut them and look under a microscope, they look exactly the same as the ones that were bent. So, which means they, they weren't bent when they were, they were solid. Uh, they couldn't have been bent with, with millions of years of heat and pressure over millions of years. They're all the same, which means they were, they were bent when they were still soft. And this is exactly what you'd expect at the end of the flood. The layers were laid down by the flood, and then they were uplifted at the end of the flood when God raised the mountain, sank the ocean basin, so the water poured off into the earth, and then they solidified into rocks today. And that's what the evidence shows. So it's exciting. That evidence actually totally contradicts millions of years, but totally confirms what we'd expect if Noah's flood laid down those layers and they were bent very quickly at the end of the flood. But again, those who are against God, they don't want people to know this. That's why they tried to stop us from getting those samples. And uh, now we have the samples and we're able to tell everybody about that. And, you know, th 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 there's another thing here, too, that we've noticed in recent times. In fact, we have articles on our website that deal with this. And that is we're finding more and more. We'll, I would say every week there's an article that'll say, oh, evolutionists used to believe this about geology. Now they found it's not that. Oh, they used to believe this animal evolved at a certain time millions of years ago. Now they found that's not so. Oh, they used to believe this one was a transitional form. Now it's not so. <laughs> We're finding more and more of those where they keep changing what they believed and say, oh, we, we taught this as fact. Now we don't. You know something for everyone to remember and for mums and dads to tell their kids too? The Bible doesn't change. God's word has never changed. And there's nothing in science that contradicts the Bible, yet man's views of evolution of millions of years, they change all the time. And so remember, it's God's word that doesn't change because God's word is true. You know, something else uh, they found just recently too, which is really interesting. We, we are built up by a molecule called DNA. Uh, DNA makes up our chromosomes that have our genes that have all the information that builds us. So DNA has all the information that'll build a dog or a cat or a horse or a human. And in human DNA, you know, one of the things I like to do for parents is to help them explain things to children at their level. And so if you think about building a house and you have architect that does all the diagrams and then they have all the instructions on how to put it together and how to build it. Uh, well, in a way, DNA is like that. It has all the architectural diagrams, if you like, and all the instructions on how to build a human. And one of the things that we know for sure is that, well, you know, that books only come about in arch architectural diagrams, engineering diagrams only come about by someone with intelligence who is able to write that information. Well, when you look at our DNA, evolutionists say it all came about by chance. But have you ever seen all the words in a book come about by chance. It just, just doesn't happen. It has to be done by someone who's intelligent. And not only that, you've got to have a language to read the words or they're meaningless. And so it's interesting. DNA actually is like books of information and engineering diagrams and architectural diagrams. And DNA has the information for a language to read the DNA. Well, 
scientists have never ever seen one bit of information come about by matter by itself and languages can't come from matter by itself languages have to be created they come from an intelligence but here's the interesting thing so dna actually cries out in the beginning god dna actually cries out there's no way life could happen by chance or in the processes that is impossible you've got a language system you've got all this information it came from an intelligence but in our dna over the years evolutionists have claimed there's all this junk dna it's sections that they say are meaningless they don't mean anything it's just junk dna you know what they've been saying recently oh what we thought was junk dna is not junk it actually has meaning and purpose it's there for a reason and uh, it's all a part of the information system so again evolutionists being shown up to oh what they believed is not true oh the more they investigate things the more they find it all points towards an intelligence behind everything so you know it's it's fun to be able to tell children about all of these things and it's like you know one of the questions i've been asked by kids is okay well if there is a god who made god and i remember a 10 year old boy came up to me once and said at a conference mr hamill who made god and i said well if somebody made god you'd have a bigger god right well yes sir i said well now you got a problem yes sir well who made the bigger god you have to have a bigger bigger god who made the bigger god who made god right yes sir <laughs> you can go back and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you get to the biggest god of all which is the god who knows everything who's always been there who wasn't created he exists in eternity just like the bible says in the beginning god god is there we're created beings god wasn't created and so when evolutionists and secularists you know mock at us for believing in an eternal god well what do they believe in eternal matter that they believe in eternal energy where did matter come from where did energy come from do they they believe that matter by itself formed an information system books of information in dna and a language system now wait a minute who really has the blind faith it's the it's the evolutionists people who reject god the atheists christians don't because what we see confirms exactly what the bible says and confirms the very first verse of the bible in the beginning god created so it's exciting being a christian it is it is and you know you can also say well look what else evolution can't explain feelings love compassion oh yeah exactly and you know like the laws of nature okay the laws of mathematics you can't see those laws they don't exist as material things and yet we know they exist where they come from in you're right where did love come from who defines what love is why should love even exist i mean if we evolved by natural processes is love to one person different to what it is to another person how do you know how you know you you can trust your own feelings how do you know you can you can trust your own logic it's like i had a young man once who said to me mr ham i went to your conference but i still think we evolved by chance random processes over millions of years and i said oh you do i said well if you evolved by chance then your brain evolved by chance right son and he said yes and i said if your brain evolved by chance random processes you don't know it evolved the right way son you don't even know if you're asking me the right question <laughs> and then he looked at me and he said oh what's the name of that book you recommended because <laughs> he realized that uh he had he had a real problem there right and you know dr lisa miller and i'm i can't remember her book but they recently found 25% the scientists have found that 25% in our genetic code has to do with spirituality yeah and you know i tell you what's interesting 
they are now finding with DNA, there are codes within codes. There's other levels of information within the cell that we don't even understand. I, you know, scientists think they know a lot and they think they know a lot about DNA. I don't think they ever know much at all. I think they know a tiny fraction. I think it is so much more complex. And that's what we're finding. Remember years ago, I know when I went to school, we had the diagram of a basic cell with the mm-hmm. nucleus and, and mitochondria and so on, and the cell, the, the cell membrane or the cell wall for plant cells and so on. And they thought they pretty well, you know, knew the basic structure of a cell. Then over the years, they found out, wow, it's so much more complex than that. And now they're finding out it's much more complex than what they ever thought. I, as time goes on, I think the complexity is going to get greater and greater and greater because we're dealing with an infinite creator God. And uh, that's what they're going to find is they don't know much at all compared to what God knows. Absolutely. And your resources are outstanding. If you want to know something about DNA or creation, race, everything, you you have a library, you have resources that are just beyond any resources. Can you tell us about some of those resources, please? Sure. In fact, one of the popular sets of resources we have for kids is the Answers Books for Kids. And uh, the Answers Books for Kids, these are uh, little books, but there are eight in the set. And what we did was we had real kids writing the questions they had about the Bible. You know what we found out, by the way, these are middle school and younger, mostly. And we found out that they asked the same questions that teenagers did. So we go through that series and answer the most asked questions. And then we have books like Dinosaurs for Kids, One Blood for Kids. You mentioned the, the race issue. Uh, I did a book for teens and adults called One Race, One, One Blood. And then One Blood for Kids is a beautiful book. And actually, it's for the whole family. And we go through and help people understand. We all go back to Noah's three sons, back to Adam and Eve. We're all one race. We're all the same skin color, just different shades. There's no black people. There's no white people. We're all brown. How all the different nations came about because of the Tower of Babel when God gave different languages. So we go through that in detail. We And the book on dinosaurs for kids, that's good for adults as well, actually. But then we have one on dinosaurs for little kids. And then there's a series of books, like I have one called The Door of Salvation. Rhyme books for little kids, two, three, four, five-year-old, that teach apologetics. And they connect them to the real world, answering the skeptical questions of the age and presenting the gospel. And so we have so many uh, materials like that for all ages for kids, for teens, the answers books for teens. And we recently just came out with, uh, we have a Sunday school curriculum called Answers Bible Curriculum, which is a four-year curriculum. And A for apologetics, B, biblical authority, C, chronological, teach doctrine, teach worldview. We just came out with a set for homeschool. And so you can do these at home with your kids. And it's Answers Bible Curriculum. It'll eventually be a four-year curriculum for home to teach Bible and going chronologically through the whole Bible. So all this material can be found on our answersandgenesis.org website. It's excellent. I have, I have almost all those materials except for the homeschool curriculum. And I can tell you when I was going through for this month of apologetics, I had looked up some of the questions because I did a few little segments on my own to share. And one of the questions I thought was outstanding, and I answered it according, thank you to your resource, I thought was just so brilliant for a child to ask, if God is a God of second and third chances, why didn't he give Adam and Eve a second chance? 
So there were so many good questions in this book that little children asked, and you did a fabulous job answering them. Excellent job. And the diagrams in these books are outstanding. The colors are outstanding. The kids' books, the dinosaur, open up the doors. Love them all. I think I highly recommend resources from Answers in Genesis. And in my parenting book that hopefully, I know I keep talking about it, but we're getting closer to getting it published. And I have stuff, a lot of stuff from Answers in Genesis in there because I think your organization and what you've done, your life legacy is so important. Homeschool moms, you have to get that curriculum when it comes out because I know it'll be the best out there for that scientific evidence. And it, it stops the atheists and the secularists and the anti-Christian and the humanists. It stops them in their tracks because when they cannot argue with truth or with fact, and that's why they didn't want to let you come to take samples from the rocks because they know, they know that the evidence is going to prove them wrong or because if they thought it would prove them right, they would let you go. So we know we're up, you know, against a evil, evil force out there trying to fight us. So Ken, I thank you for being on the show again. You and your team and what you're doing is so amazing. We're, I'm so thankful for your work. And I know there's thousands of parents out there that are thankful for everything you're doing. And I pray that God will continue to open up the doors and bless your organization. Oh, thank you. And come and visit us again, because we keep adding things all the time. And we're adding a carousel actually at the Ark for summer. And it's made in Italy. And it's going to have some of the animals that are inside the Ark there on the carousel. So uh, this is something fun for kids. So we have a big playground there as well. So anyway, come and visit us again. I will. And, And please support his organization answers in genesis any way you can because they're the ones out there doing the work working hard this is hard work and finding the best ways to bring the gospel to children and to parents and to families and the truth of god's word so again thank you ken and this is how we will work together to raise strong christian kids this podcast is part of the edify podcast network Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.